The yearbook sportscast for nurses and flight attendants. It's, well, Halloween is here. So since we still trick-or-treat, which is true, that's true and sad. Since we still trick-or-treat, have you seen have you seen a sexy flight attendant on Halloween? And it doesn't count. We're not looking for if you ring the doorbell at a sexy flight attendant's condo. And she or he then appears and gives you candy on Halloween. We're not talking about that. We're talking about did somebody put in the effort to go out on Halloween dressed as a sexy flight attendant? Now, if you're a nurse, male or female, you know that the sexy nurse has been a Halloween staple. And uh, since you're in the profession, that makes you feel emotions. But since Halloween has sexy everything for some reason, have there been any sexy flight attendants? We have not seen any. Uh, this podcast for nurses and flight attendants did not make the New York Times's seven podcasts for the sports fan. And I think we're finding out in real time why. Did we do the Doug thing? That's me. I'm Doug. In the NFL, the new uh, pass interference reviews rule has gone badly, although not nearly as badly as it could have gone. And that's actually a credit to the NFL. And how often do you hear that phrase uh, these days? But the league has kept its word. The NFL said only blatantly obvious pass interference calls that were blatantly obviously missed would be overturned. And in keeping with that, almost no calls involving pass interference have been overturned. In case you're not familiar or you're just plain don't like football and you don't know, this is all in response to a blatantly obviously missed pass interference call in last season's Rams-Saints playoff game that almost literally single-handedly cost the Saints a trip to the Super Bowl. Now, we say literally. We mean literally. We found out this week that what? NPR. NPR, of all places, doesn't know how to use ironic. It's not irony. It's a coincidence. But we mean, when we say literally, we mean it almost literally cost New Orleans a trip to the uh, Super Bowl. So this year, they decided to review the so-called obvious pass interference calls. Now, I completely understand how hard it is to be wronged by a call or calls. If I said, look, I get it, that's clearly code for I don't get it. But I do understand. It hurts. It lasts forever. It's wrong. And fans and teams have absolutely no recourse, so you just have to live with it. But pass interference, like the common cold, is one of those things that's just too common and or vague to put into words and legislate. And... This has very predictably created a situation where your team has to play games twice. Your team makes a great defensive stop to force fourth down and get off the field. And I know what you're going to say, but no matter who your team is, there will be plenty of times when your team makes a great defensive stop to force fourth down and get off the field. Wow, that was a close one. But wait, now there's a review. To find out in crystal clear, super slow motion if your guy ever so much has touched the other player even a little. It is hard enough to win at football without all the do-overs. I definitely understand. I mean that, the frustration. But we have got to go back to the old days where your team just gets away with one there. Says in the yearbook at Hotmail.com to talk to us. And this podcast is available wherever podcasts are sold or given away, which brings us to a very important announcement. You... People, this just seems to be something humans are really interested in doing. Is you see a meme or you see some athlete or you just got finished seeing a movie and the person in the meme or the athlete or whatever looks just like somebody you know. 
Or, yeah, you see the meme and it's like, oh, my God, that looks just like so-and-so. Somebody close to you, uh, somebody, a family member or a friend or something like that. And you are dying to tell this person that they look just like so-and-so. The current commercial that's running where there's a man and a woman in a wholesale club trying free samples with Gordon Ramsay and the one suddenly turns British and says, use a cocktail stick. We know somebody who looks just like her. And we're dying to tell her that. But we can't. Because whenever you do one of these things where it's like, oh, my God, fill in name here. You look just like someone always gets hurt. It always just winds up where someone gets hurt and there's hard feelings. Don't do it. Uh, This is not the team Cleveland deserved. With all the city, with all that the city and the fans have been through, Cleveland deserved a pro football team that was clearly getting better and was fun to follow like the semi-nearby Colts. What they got was a team that was declared a Super Bowl contender, thanks to quarterback Baker Mayfield, who was declared great, but we had doubts, some big free agent moves, and a new unproven coach. This Browns team may actually ultimately turn out to be a real Super Bowl contender. Absolutely. But so far, what seemed like Browns hype that assumes facts not in evidence is Browns hype that assumes facts not in evidence. Mayfield didn't look awesome last year again. He might turn out to be great. He might turn out to be one of the all-time greats. Absolutely. But to us, he didn't look great. Was Odell Beckham Jr. the last piece of the puzzle? The coach, Freddie Kitchens, he says all the perfect things. Just like with predecessor Hugh Jackson, who in the movie version, the Browns would kick butt and show everyone on their way to winning the Super Bowl. But in reality, like Jackson, is Kitchens actually a head coach? Is general manager John Dorsey a personnel hotshot? You would think. I mean, before the Chiefs mysteriously fired him, Dorsey drafted Patrick Mahomes. And with the Browns, Dorsey drafted Nick Chubb. But Dorsey inherited Browns standouts Miles Garrett and Joe Schobert. But Dorsey didn't inherit Mayfield. The point is, it's too early to call Dorsey a hotshot, which has also created an interesting and unofficial side competition with the Packers. Ex-Packers general manager Ted Thompson had an office full of potential future general managers, although they kept not making the Super Bowl. But when Thompson was replaced after the 2017 season, leaving the Packers' front office were highly regarded Elliot Wolf and Alonzo Highsmith, and they joined Dorsey, who he had left years before. They joined Dorsey in Cleveland. Uh-oh. Did Green Bay hang on to the better geniuses? Brian Gutekunst, John Eric Sullivan, Russ Ball, Lee Gissendaner, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Or did the Browns hire away the better geniuses? Dorsey, Wolf, and Highsmith, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So far, all we know is the Browns, on a very limited basis, are the Cleveland former Packers. Demarius Randall, J.C. Treader, and Morgan Burnett all played in Green Bay while Wolf and Highsmith were there. Burnett's a good player, but Randall and Treader were not terrific with the Packers, and now they're Browns starters. So again, everything could change. But Browns fans needed one of those clearly on-the-way-up teams with that clearly on-the-way-up look in their eyes. Those are the teams that other cities keep getting. What Clevelanders got instead was an overhyped, undisciplined, not-quite-great roster. Just the kind of frustration Browns fans, including the uh, the word-up orange-and-brown pumpkin-head guy, Uh, and the woman who makes all the awesome comments, just the kind of frustration they and everyone else did not deserve. It was surprising and amazing to see the NBA commissioner, Adam Silver, stand up for free speech recently. No matter which side of the aisle you come down on, 
just the fact that he stood up, it, you don't see that very often uh, now or anytime, actually. The words alone from Silver were great. But Silver's stance directly affected his pockets, his franchise's pockets, and his players' pockets. Now, some think Silver needed to do even more and completely pull the NBA out of China, for example. But no matter how you feel, standing up with so much to lose, that has got to count for something big. There have been movies before that have benefited from immediate events in real life. But as a historical movie ever had a lead in, ever, like the upcoming movie Midway about the World War II Battle of Midway, a big budget period piece movie, although in the trailer anyway, the battles look pretty fake, comes out in two weeks. And then this week, actual scientists find two actual long lost sunken ships from the real Battle of Midway. I think only one vessel from Midway had ever been found. And this week, right before the movie comes out, they find two more. If you want to see the movie, this is a a big giveaway. So uh, avoid this. But at the actual Battle of Midway, four Japanese carriers were sunk at Midway. They just found two of them. Those are supposedly the first sunken Japanese aircraft carriers ever found. Is this on purpose? Is this the most amazing coincidence in movie history? The uh, the late Paul Allen, the Microsoft guy, he reportedly started the group that found the Rex. Is Microsoft also financing the movie? Probably not, but I'm sure that's a conspiracy theory. It's just a conspiracy theory, but what would the equivalent of this be? We find out that Scarlet Witch is a real person days before her movie. Is that even the same? That's not even the same thing, is it? We find Luke Skywalker's fossilized remains in two months. Either way, the 1976 movie version of Midway is probably going to be better anyway. Look, I get it. (laughs) 